Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast. I am so glad you are here. This is Adam Peak. I am your host. You can find me at Packaging Pastor on TikTok or PackagingPastor.com. Listen, this show would not be made possible without some incredible companies and people, including you, our longtime sponsor, Specrite. Specrite wants you to imagine a world without waste. They were just named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies. That is incredible. Packaging is truly amazing. Go learn more at specrite.com, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. And also our newest sponsor, Spark Packaging. If you need contract to hire support or you're looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. You can go to Spark Packaging Inc. That's S P A R K P A C K A G I N G I N C dot com backslash hiring. And if you're like, I'm driving, I can't write that down. It's cool. It's in the show notes, anyways. Spark Packaging Inc. dot com backslash hiring. They're there to answer your questions, and a team member will reach out ASAP. Whether you talk to Specrite or Spark Packaging, whatever it is, or if you just go to my website, just let them know that I have sent you. Okay. How's that for, that's the shortest, most condensed version that I can get. I'm going to be coming out with some more member only premium content. I've been teasing this for a while. Uh, and make sure that you're signed up at my Substack page as well, building a community of packaging professionals who want to build online together. You can do that at packagingisawesome.com. Okay. Enough. It's been two minutes. Let's get to this next episode. All right, everyone. I'm here with a professional, uh, professional radio personality. It's my first, my first time ever walking into an interview thinking I better not mess this one up because <laughs> I've got the former voice of what New York? No, I don't know. What would you? We're gonna WRC. Talk it was it was in New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry, yes. I'm in, I'm in. You know, I'm in utah so it's like the same <laughs> it's like what's upstate i don't know just Correct. not manhattan i don't really know what it's, it is. it's 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 close enough to manhattan but not not exactly in it so. okay got it mm -hmm. uh, well i am joined here uh by dan perigene uh pronounced like pair of jeans, pair of jeans. yep there He's you go the territory sales manager and does sales onboarding sales training for barry is it Barry Global, Barry Plastics, Barry Plastics Global? What's the? You know, it's 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 uh, it was changed a few years ago to to Barry Global, um, but I still like to call it Barry Plastics. But okay. you know, well, but Barry Global is the formal name. Yes, got it, got it. Well, it's a uh, a big giant in our industry, and it's really cool. You had reached out to me, and I didn't know actually until we until you sent over like a segment thing i'm like nobody sends me over a list of like segments i'm like this is crazy you're you and then you're like oh yeah i used to host a radio show i'm like even yeah. better and you got the mic and you got to break everything out i'm super pumped for this interview dan yeah so no, thank you so much for having me on yeah so you went from you know from radio broadcast into packaging kind of like you know i went from pastoring to packaging there, there's always these weird ways that we get into this industry Let's walk through that journey a little bit. So how, 
how did that happen? Like you, you're dreaming of being like a radio host and then right. now you're working for a packaging company. Let's, let's, let's yeah. tease that one out a little it bit. Was, it was interesting because I wanted to do many things in life, um, including being a ball player. I really loved playing baseball, but I kind of realized that after high school, that just wasn't really going to be a possibility. So I uh, looked through many avenues and communications was something I've always loved to do. Um, when I was uh, smaller, you know, I used to, uh, with the old karaoke machines and put the cassettes in, I used to announce all the ball games and everything and just save the whole bunch. So I, that's when I started really liking um, being behind the microphone. And then as I got into college, I decided that I wanted to pursue a potential career in, in radio broadcast. So I ended up graduating a school called Felician College in Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, I lived in New Jersey for most of my life and um, decided to go into radio broadcasting. Uh, so that's what was my major. And so I ran a uh, radio station called WRFC. It was an online only radio station. And at that time, you know, 20, uh, 2010, 2011, online radio podcasting was starting to really emerge and, and, and get big. Um, you know, a lot of AM stations would start going to FM. So uh, there was a whole transformation going on. Um, but we were online only. And when I took it over, it just was a lot of filler with music. And then all of a sudden, it kind of got me uh, into learning business a little bit because I had to, you know, recruit people to want to do shows. And then by the end of my tenure, we had over 20 20 production shows. So I was in the studio maybe more often than I was in classes. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was busy. Lots of uh, people lot of have that same college experience. They're just yeah. not in the studio, but they're not in class either. Kids, go to class, do your work, yes. get good grades. There you yes. Go. I just, I just, for my credits, for those general academics, I just tried to pass. That, that was my goal. But I, I was really in love with, with the whole radio aspect of it. And um, can I, can I not, pause? Can I press pause here real sure. quickly? Absolutely. Because I have a question. Sure. Who, who did you look up to when you, like, I played baseball as a little kid mm -hmm. and I was first base mm -hmm. and I loved Will Clark and the San Francisco Giants. And like, I would emulate him. Like I would practice his, his batting stance. He was left-handed. I was right-handed, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Like that's what, did you have a player growing up that you were like, I want to be like that? The, the New, York, New York Mets was my favorite team. And Mike Piazza was my favorite player. Got it. Love him. And he it, had, yeah. so were you a catcher then? Or no, I was a catcher. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he transition to first base a little bit in his career? Or? I think very, very, yeah, I think very, very late. But yeah, he was by and large, a, you know, he's the greatest, uh, I think, all time hitting catcher. I think he still is. So it's, uh, it was an impressive career. And Watching that 99, 2000 Mets was really, really something. That's when I really got into baseball. So oh, yeah, okay. that was, that was a little after, like I was like the late eighties to the mid nineties was kind of when I right. really followed baseball. Like I was living in Colorado and the Rockies got a team in 93 and we had the Blake street bombers. And oh, yeah. it was like the time that was my, that was my time period of loving baseball. And now I would really struggle to name like five players. I just, I don't know what it was. I just like, uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in the same position, you know, loved baseball, but now I'm obsessed with golf. Golf is my, 
really big favorite sport right now, uh, self-taught. And, uh, you know, um, I, if I had to turn back the clock, I wish I got into to golf much earlier than I did, but you know, I'm only 33, so I've got plenty of time. You got, That's you got, you got so much time. You have so yeah, much of the time. time. All right. Well, I'm glad to know that you wanted to be Mike Piazza. Yeah. Uh, do you even know who Will Clark is? Like Will Clark, uh, I, Will Barry Bonds. I know the name. I, I do know the name. So Kirk Man wearing. Uh, yeah. Shout out to all the Bay Area 40 year olds who are like <laughs> rocking with that. The 89 World Series where there was an there earthquake, and uh, when they played the Oakland A's. Uh, with the anyway, uh, cool deal. So, all right. So, so you're, you're, you got your radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. Let's how, how do you then get to, it was, it wasn't Barry, right? Like you. Yeah. You so, and, so, so kind of a, uh, a unique story, but it was actually my college professor that reached out to me. It was a few weeks before I graduated and he knew of a job recruiter. And at the time I was like, you know, I have a lot of friends that are going to take off and yada, yada. I, I wanted to jump into the workforce right away. Uh, and so a company called AEP Industries, which was uh, at one time based out of uh, Montvale, New Jersey, uh, was looking to hire an inside sales position for their custom films group. And I, and I just remember looking at the website and I was just like, wow, this is, you see big, beautiful plastic rolls. Um, and it's just, it was like, you know, something different for me. Right. Uh, cause I had always envisioned about getting right to the microphone. <laughs> so, uh, but he thought I would be a, a fit potentially in sales. And so, uh, I had interviewed with AEP a few times and, uh, you know, was, was hired uh, a few days before I graduated. So on a Sunday, uh, I graduated college and woke up 5.00 AM Monday morning and reported to mountaintop Pennsylvania to do training for two weeks for AP. So I, I started in inside sales and I was in the custom films division. And at that time at AEP, it was, uh, you know, items like polyethylene bags, uh, sheeting, uh, mattress film, boat film, shrink bundling films, things like that. It was a pretty wide product portfolio. So I had to learn a lot of juggling and get my feet wet in the, in the business. But, uh, I decided, you know, I really wanted to ultimately obviously do uh, being on air talent. Um, I had some pending offers that I knew were going to come, but I knew I had to really work my way up. Uh, and then there was AEP, you know, so there was kind of juggling and I, and I did decide to take a dive into packaging because I thought it was different and thought it would be something I may be good at. So. Okay. Can you give me like 20, 30 seconds real quickly? So if you don't know this, I work at this awesome company called Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. We've just gone through this great rebrand, really focusing in on the things that we are passionate about. And one of them is being able to communicate and share about sustainability and packaging. So I have partnered up with Rachel and Michael, and we have a free ebook for you to download. Uh, you can go to Myers.com and search for it. Or if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to have a link down low in the show notes. Click it, fill in some information, and boom, you get this tremendous resource. It's a free ebook. Go check it out, Myers.com, or click the link down below. Let's get back to the interview. And if I recall, because there was, we had we had a few things in common. Number one, as I described, I was telling you, when I graduated college, was uh, it was December of 02, and I graduated mm-hmm. on a Saturday afternoon, and my, my job at the time, I was the overnight assistant manager at Walgreens, and I literally mm-hmm. went... I had dinner with my family. We're like, hooray. 
And then I put on my gray vest and I went to work the overnight shift. Uh, so it was, there's something to be said for that for sure. sure. And, and there was about a year of my life where I worked for a company called Leonard's Industrial Supply out of Denver, Colorado. And if I recall, we were a distributor for AEP machine and hand stretch film. Would that make sense? Like, yes, yes. that would have been a thing yes. that somebody would have distributed. Absolutely. Yes. Stretch Got film. it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, I just wanted, when we were even talking yesterday, I'm like, oh, is that the same? Cause I've only known Barry from the rigid side and I didn't, right. I didn't yeah, it was, realize. well, what ended up happening is, is, uh, you know, I was at AP from 2013 and moved into outside sales. And then in, uh, I think it was mid 2016, it really became finalized in early 2017, but you know, um, it was announced that, that Barry was going to be acquiring, um, AEP. And I remember looking through, um, you know, who Barry was. And it was, it was quite impressive with the amount of uh, product lines, you know, thousands and thousands of different type of product lines. I mean, it was uh, when I was kind of looking through that. So, um, so, so that's, that, that's ended up, ended up what happening. So for Barry, you know, to be able to acquire AEP was able to bring a lot of synergies uh, together. And so um, I ended up, um, going into uh, the shrink film division uh, for Barry. I'm very happy to have been there. And, uh, you know, to have the combination of the legacy AEP side and the legacy Barry and put it all together. It took a lot of time and hard work and effort. Uh, but once the systems really came together uh, internally, I mean, what I'm excited about is really the, the product lines that in shrink film, at least, that we're able to provide out there uh, for customers. So it's uh, quite a library of, of blends. So, uh, yeah. So when you say shrink film, let me share sure. this, this is where my head goes, uh, <laughs> is to like a five hour energy drink, right? Like that's yeah. shrink film. Um, it, there's but, a lot of ways you could, you, you even stretch film, they'll say, yeah, shrink wrap, you know? Correct. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Shrink bundling film is, okay. is the, the form of the formal name of it. So, so. that would be like, multi-pack mm -hmm. shrink bundling or yes uh, walk me through what that means because here's to, to the people listening who are maybe like i don't e i don't even know what what he's talking about either this is part mm -hmm. of the reason i love this podcast is because and just the packaging industry in general mm -hmm. is the the world of packaging is so massive like Barry, Barry Global is this like multi-billion dollar international yeah. company that most yeah. people are like, I don't even know. I don't know. I, nobody's heard of it. Like when you tell people I work for yeah. Barry Global, they're like, what? They're like, I yeah. make shrink film. They're like, huh? Like it's a yeah. multi-billion dollar industry or a company. They're like, what? Lots to navigate. Yeah. There's a lot um, to navigate there. Yeah. So let's right. so what, what is, what is bundling, shrink bundling film? Shrink bundling film. So if you, if you go into like a grocery store, club store, wherever, and you see a pack, a 24 pack in the film that's wrapped around it, that's shrink bundling film. Got right it. There. So for like cans of water, cans of, and cans of food, water. water, really, you can shrink film almost anything, um, you know, industrials, uh, lamination, flooring, tiles, firewood. Um, so there is quite, but really food and beverages is, 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 a, is a big component behind it. But yeah, I mean, uh, we're in many, many different types of markets. 
and what what drives a so i don't i don't know like you're a territory sales manager do you mm -hmm. work i'll ask this question first do mm -hmm. you work primarily with brands is it distributors is it both like what a mix. what sort of okay it's a mix of them mm -hmm. it's a mix yep got it. everybody kind of dabbles into it for sure so. got it so you're talking with a brand mm -hmm. and is it is it typically brands are looking to get into shrink bundling or are you talking with them about providing competitive pricing for shrink bundling like what's the advantage to shrink bundling versus an, an alternative i don't know what right. cheaper i don't really know what right. the alternative would um be. um both i've been uh, you know i really both you know and i've over over the years it's uh you know can't believe how quick time flies it's going to be 10 years i've been doing this in, in may so it's it's <laughs> It's fun awesome. by pretty quick. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would, I would say, I would say both, you know, current customers that are, uh, have been using shrink film and customers that are looking to explore getting into, uh, shrink films. You know, we don't uh, produce equipment or, or provide that, but, uh, we're able to be a, a strategic partner, uh, for, for that, uh, product line that runs on the film. Um, but yeah, it, I would, I would say really just, uh, just, just both aspects are going to be able to use shrink film. And really the, 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 the pluses about over the years and why shrink film has really grown in popularity um, is because when your flexible films is a pretty lightweight product that you could be able to wrap, um, you know, whatever you're selling. Um, so it is a very nice alternative um, you could get a lot of pack outs in a roll. You can run at very high speed. So there's a lot of production efficiencies that's uh, behind with shrink film. So uh, over the years, as it got started, uh, people were able to just basically package more in shrink film and be able to reduce the amount of material uh, that it takes to wrap that package. And in terms of their inventory, be able to um, be able to create inventory space with with film. So um, yeah. You know, and obviously as the years have gone on, there's been a lot of innovations, a lot of technologies with resins that have been able to be uh, put back into the film. And, and uh, you know, now here in 2023, sustainability is a massive topic. And, uh, you know, uh, who would have ever thought 20, 30, 40 years ago, you could be using uh, recycled content in shrink film, right? And now here we are. So, yeah. uh, so it's and pretty it, exciting. Is that the because this is an industry that I'm completely naive on. And so I, like, I see it, I'm a consumer of sure. this, right? So you see like printed, you know, printed bundled shrink film. Now I know the word to call it. Uh, yeah. You see it printed, you see it, you see it uh, plain or, you know, clear or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Do you, mm -hmm. you provide both? Is it both printed and, and unprinted? Printed and unprinted. Yep. Okay. And has, you, you talk about these innovations and I'm thinking about, the like reduce reuse recycle mm -hmm. and i've heard it said mm -hmm. like you do it in that order mm -hmm. and so has that been a big part of innovating in this industry is like reducing material like yes. the amount of material needed to provide the same i don't know what's the word strength tensile yeah. i don't know yeah. what the the word would yeah. be but is that like part of where the innovation comes in is like we can do less we can do more with less yeah Okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, and in terms of recycling, you know, I used to work in a grocery store <laughs> way before I got into, uh, you know, wanting to do the radio side of things. 
And I would remember, you know, uh, packing out canned goods in the shelves and, uh, you know, would rip open the, the shrink film and put the cans on the shelves. And then I'd go into the back and there would be two basically bays. It would be corrugate and plastic. And we would, you know, uh, take the film and throw it down the plastic and recycle it there. And then same thing with corrugate. So one of the, the major advantages, Adam, with, with polyethylene is that it, it is absolutely recyclable. Uh, it, even on the virgin grade materials, it's uh, number two, uh, high density PE and number four, LD. It's mostly LD, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that would be part of it. And, um, you know, uh, if you go to a grocery store or a Walmart or Costco, uh, there's those uh, recycle drop-offs and you'll see like, hey, put in your plastic bag, here are your plastic film there. So uh, polyethylene could be, could be absolutely recycled in that manner. And uh, it's good to know that, you know, freshly made virgin grade poly can be recycled. So yeah. but, uh, the exciting part is we're, we're now using uh, recycled material uh, to give it another life into the films now. So got it. So if I am as a consumer, mm-hmm. if I buy a, a, a thing of whatever water from mm-hmm. Costco and it's got the shrink bundling film around the whatever it is, the water, mm-hmm. I can take that bundling film and do store drop off with my right. other bags and then i can take the corrugate box and obviously recycle that one in my curbside mm-hmm. got it um i don't know that i i don't know that i knew that actually <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah it's one of those hidden it's yeah it's uh it's just getting the message out there but yeah no uh again at your grocery stores or big department stores uh they'll they'll offer that so every time i go yeah. into a walmart i always say hey you know here's your plastic uh Put your plastic materials in here and and uh you know your your plastic bottles in here so yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of ways it can be recycled so yeah and and the pe recycle stream is is uh it if you know for the most part it, there's there's a lot there there's a lot of yes. kind of off ramps for recycled um you know what? i'm gonna be this is a moment of transparency because i i haven't spent a lot of time in like flexible films and that mm-hmm. Is I still, if somebody says PE or PET, I'm like, I know that they're different and I don't know what their names are. I know that one is, so I like literally wrote down, I'm like, PE is polyethylene and PET is polyester. Yeah. Or, or, or there's, uh, there's bottles like that. That's probably more on the rigid side of things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I should know it. I feel like it's something. Yeah, As a packaging person, I should know the difference. Like, what are the words for PE and PET? <laughs> so, someone please comment on on that yeah. if you want to, and, and let me know how dumb I am. Uh, so, speaking of this, like, kind of like the circularity of plastics, and, right. and then there, we've also got like EPR legislation that's coming in, and there's all sorts of there's bans, there's all sorts of opinions on plastic right. and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm guessing, just like every you know, most major companies. You know, Barry has their, you know, their finger on the pulse of this. There's, is there some sort of like, uh, you know, you guys do like reporting, you know, sustainability reporting, all that kind of yes. stuff. Um, yeah, actually, we just released uh, very recently, actually, the Impact 2022 report. Got it. Um, it really dives down what we're doing, uh, particularly in the vi- environmental uh, stages and really, really just kind of 
really at this point, it's driving um, a circular packaging environment, lowering emissions. You know, that's that's a very big factor uh, of what we're able to do. Um, you know, so if you take a look at that impact 2022, uh, report, it's, it's pretty impressive. I, I did want to kind of make mention that of a kind of a few, uh, bullet points, but I, I think what's really impressive is, is, you know, Barry, I can't even put a number to it. I don't know how many pounds that ships per year, but it's quite a bit, hundreds of thousands of pounds a day, I would assume. And, you know, one of the things that kind of struck me was interesting is that Barry was able to, uh, according to the study, achieve uh, 1% product weight reduction. And you think of 1% as being a small number, but when you're shipping hundreds of thousands of pounds a day, uh, or if not more, I mean, that's a big number. Right. <laughs> when you add throughout the whole year, that's a significant number. A billion pounds of that is 10 million pounds of material that's not there anymore. So it, it is quite impressive, um, you know, and, and the company purchased, I, I think, uh, almost 28% of, uh, of recycled or increased their uh, purchasing of recycled content. And uh, if you take a look at the overall whole, uh, 79% of reusable is in the packaging. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite impressive. So I would definitely recommend everybody uh, taking a look at that Impact 2022 report. I, I would say, Adam, one of the, one of the things that I, I find most interesting is, is the processes of, of manufacturing into this, you know, with plastic packaging. Um, and, and maybe some fun facts that people, you know, really didn't know about it. But, uh, you know, one of the fun facts about plastic packaging is that uh, in terms of what we're, and this is just Barry as a whole, this is shrink film and, and, and our consumer packaging division, your health and hygiene division, there's, there's, there's an abundance of it. But, you know, with, with plastics, it, uh, it, we, we found it took about six times less uh, water usage to produce products, uh, two times uh, less uh, with energy and uh, two times less with greenhouse emissions. So it's, it's, it's quite impressive when people see this. And I think it's really enlightening to, to really, uh, really read on. So I would, I would recommend people taking a look at that. It's available on the website. No doubt. Yeah. And we'll have the link in the show notes for sure mm -hmm. uh, for that, for that report. You know, it's, it's fascinating to me and it continues to be fascinating to me following um a lot of the trends, like I, I, I have people who comment on, you know, TikTok and on LinkedIn and whatnot, and that that people are really good about pointing out problems, but not with proposing mm -hmm. solutions that would be right. better than what they think, right? And so I think plastic, and especially things like you know stretch film and and bundling shrink and that kind of stuff, that's very functional, yes. uh, that but but provides a function that can also be, contribute to being part of reduction in carbon emissions along right. with circularity right it's like okay but if you like people will say like oh but you know here's the bad stuff it's like okay yeah sure every there, i can tell you what's wrong with every single kind of packaging but what is that what do you think is the alternative to this so one example would be like if you were to ban stretch film like there was a whole thing with like disney paris where they couldn't ship pallets in because they couldn't they couldn't put stretch film mm -hmm. on because of because of some yeah. government thing. they had to shift it right so it's like well, I, I just want to encourage people to go check out, like, stop taking for granted, like, stop right. taking what people say on social media and go, like, look at what the companies are actually doing. Go look at what the purpose and the function and 
And all of that is, and be, be more informed than just a soundbite on Twitter or just, you know, something like that. Cause it's, it's not helping anything. Correct. There's a lot of good things going on in plastic packaging, a lot of good things. And, um, over the years, you know, what's become a popular thing is, is co-extruded films. And, and let me touch base with that is, you know, you got your monolayer structures and your coex structures. And with co-extrusion structures, you could put multi-layers into the film. You know, if you and I are trying to see a package, we're never going to know it's it's a coex film or a monolayer film. You know, right. we're just there to pick up the package and get it from point A to point B. Uh, but with coex, you know, that that allows that film to, to, to get more in strength. And that allows opportunities to get that material reduction in place at, at that point. So, um, you know, so because uh, lighter weight, if you look at the impact 2025, which a lot of companies are trying to, to pursue and get to, um, you know, PCR is, is obviously um, uh, big on there, right? Post-consumer recycled uh, material where we're taking you know, um, items that, uh, are now basically being, um, being reused again into the film. They're, they're busted down into raw resins and then being reprocessed back into the film. But another thing is, is, is being able to reduce the amount of material that it takes to wrap the package. And, uh, something like a coex film is a huge plus in being able to achieve that because when you put multi-layers into the film, uh, you know, you're, you're able to hold up the strength as if it was still that original meal thickness. So that's kind of I a can, neat uh, feature. And I can tell that you are from New Jersey because you refuse to say H you say huge. There's an H huge, it's huge, <laughs> huge. <laughs> I love it. That's it's such a good I, I, point. Yeah. New, New Jersey has not left me. You know, I live in South Carolina. I've been living in South Carolina for, uh, five years now. And, uh, yeah, there's not, no part of New Jersey has, has left me just yet. So. You can take the kid out of New Jersey, but you can't take the New Jersey out of the kid, right? Exactly. Well, that's what happens when you live there for most of your life. So. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Dan, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'd love for yeah. you to leave off with, um, one question, actually two questions. Sure. So, sure. uh, number one is this, uh, you've been in this for, you got into packaging early, right? You said you've been in it for early. 10 years, 33. So I can do some math, right? Mm -hmm. You were, you're clearly 23 years old. So um, maybe just like leave us with a piece of advice that you would have for younger people. We have a lot of college students who listen to the podcast, right. just a piece of advice that you would give them. And then just some ways that people can get into contact with you. Obviously we'll have the, the links to the uh, 2022 impact report and, yes. you know, also it's like your LinkedIn page, but um, anything else you want to leave them with, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, if we kind of go back to, to the earlier segments of the, of the podcast, you know, I mean, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I, I've learned is, is sometimes that, you know, especially after graduating college, you know, it's very important to, to get into the workforce, I believe, um, as soon as possible, because that one role, uh, that may be available may be gone by the time you get into. And like I mentioned, I mean, I, I, I knew of a lot of people that were going to take some time and, and take summers off and, you know, kind of then kind of get back into it. Uh, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go right to work. So, you know, I took, I took, you know, the path of getting into um, packaging with AEP Industries because they wanted me to join. And, you know, to me, when a company wants you to come on board, I think that's a huge privilege and, and honor. Huge. And so, you know, I, 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 I decided <laughs> huge. Yes. So say it again. And so, you know, 
I, I think to to kind of to kind of button this all up is yeah. that you know it's important to 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 get right to it. I think, in my opinion, and you know, you know, you could continue doing what you love, you know, and I, and I and I it's been great to do this podcast and kind of get back at it a little bit. You know, it's kind of memory down memory lane here, but uh, sometimes it's good to diversify yourself and try different avenues. And, you know, I, I am very, very grateful for what the packaging business has given me. You know, I've got two young children. Um, we love living here in South Carolina. And um, packaging has given a lot to me to, to be able to, to live and, and to be able to enjoy life. So, you know, sometimes you're here. It's good to, you're here. Yep. Sometimes it's good to take different avenues and, and give it a go. Just take that chance. You know, you'll live once. Love it. So. Love it. I, I tell I tell people all the time if if you want to work in an industry where people are going to know exactly what you do uh, and you want it to be really sexy and you want to tell your friends about it, then uh, yeah. packaging might not be it. Uh, but if you want a job and you want a career that's going to pay you well, that's going to give you opportunities to be to work, you know, work in any state, in any country, uh, in any continent packaging is is a great it's a tremendous industry to, to get into and sometimes occasionally you can go you see that thing right there i make that mm -hmm. i make that mm -hmm. thing right there it's pretty cool yeah uh dan yeah. how do uh besides maybe linkedin is that maybe the best way for people to get in touch with you yes you got any yeah that'll be great yeah if you want to reach out to my linkedin profile daniel perigene um if you like to reach out to me there i will i'm more than happy to connect with you and uh, we'll love to get to know more people. So absolutely, please reach out. Love it. Thanks, Dan. Uh, and thanks to, uh, you know, Barry for letting you come on here and chat a little bit. It's been awesome. Really appreciate everyone. Go check out, uh, the report, connect up with Dan. And as always click all those links too. You can support our sponsors. That helps me out a ton. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.